morning. It's episode two, Waking Up With Danny, and thank you very much for joining me here on this special holiday edition of Waking Up With Danny. I'm coming to you from this beautiful town in this beautiful state, Asheville, North Carolina. Let's get right into it. It's time for the weather. not that bad out there actually this morning we're looking at uh you know 40s and 50s throughout the nation except for up in the northeast where chicago washington and boston are down into the the blustery 30s um we got 46 down in atlanta 59 over in san fran cisco salt lake city at 41 seattle 46 boston 33 and down in miami florida 68 degrees Now let me give a little bit of a weekly forecast for some notable areas in the U.S. In San Francisco, California, hazy this morning, but look for uh, warm temperatures today, 61. Uh, Tuesday up to 64. Wednesday, a chance of showers and sunny and partly cloudy throughout the rest of the week and into the weekend, mid-60s. Let's do some local weather. That makes sense. This morning, humidity is 89%. Winds out of the northeast at 7 miles per hour. Temperature is 45. Look for rain and nastiness today and tomorrow and into Wednesday. Nice on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Partly cloudy skies. Mid-40s, upper 50s. Um, Just a mix of everything. Look for lows at around 28 Sunday night. Otherwise, pretty pleasant. Now, there are four things that are abnormal about the weather right now throughout the entire world we have september snow we have lake effect rain showers we have western heat and we have quiet tropics now i know what you're thinking you're thinking what does it all mean danny well i'm here to lay it all out for you a strong upper atmospheric trough will dig through the plains and the midwest as an upper atmospheric ridge builds in the west Well, this means chilly temperatures for the northern Rockies and to the southern plains and the Midwest, while the west coast will bake in the searing heat. Get out the shorts. Stop the traffic. See what's going on. Stop the traffic. I'm waking up again. Traffic this morning. Let's start in Tokyo. Shinjuku congested coming in from the west from the Rokokoan neighborhoods. Wasida and Chiyoda areas are clear. No surprises there. I think we all saw that coming. Uh, Komabato Daimai, a little congested uh, coming north. There's an accident on the highway there. So if you're in Tokyo this morning, drive safely. Over on the U.S. side of things, uh, usual cast of characters, you got your New York Cities. You got your Los Angeles. You got your Seattles and your Chicago's. All congested as you're coming into the uh, city areas. You see, what's happening here is there's a lot of people on the road just trying to get to work uh, or their place of residence this morning. So when you get those many people on the road moving in the same direction at the same time, you're going to get some backups. You're going to have some accidents. And the next thing you know, traffic's not flowing. You got people trying to merge. People aren't letting them in. So, you know, you got a backup. You got congestion. Just bottom line, drive safely. 
Uh, don't do anything stupid. Signal when you change lanes. Simple little things that can save lives. Let's save lives together. Lines and things. It's time for the news. What does it all mean? Lines around the world. It's time for the news. Big city police departments and union leaders around the country are warning the rank and file to wear bulletproof vests and avoid making inflammatory posts on social media in the days after a man ambushed two officers and set them to death inside their patrol car. The slayings come at a tense time as police nationwide are being criticized following Garner's death in a New York officer's chokehold and the Browns' fatal shooting in Ferguson, Missouri. Protests erupted in recent weeks after grand juries declined to charge the officers involved. After the officers' killings, a union-generated message at the 35,000 officers in the New York Police Department warned officers that they should respond to every radio call with two cars, quote, no matter what the opinion of the patrol supervisor, end quote, and not to make arrests, quote, unless absolutely necessary, end quote. Oil rose above $61 a barrel on Monday, mirroring gains in equities as investors became confident there would be no further substantial price loss in the run-up to the new year. So I guess we can say goodbye to those falling gas prices. It was nice while it lasted, was it not? And the plot thickens in the war of words over the Sony hack. The North Koreans said they did not hack Sony, but be prepared for more. President Obama said it was the work of vandals, and the hackers sent the FBI a link to a YouTube video titled, quote, You are an idiot, end quote. Time Rider, The Adventure of Lyle Swan, directed by William Deere is a 1982 time-travel-influenced action film starring Fred Ward as Lyle Swan, a cross-country dirt bike rider. The movie was scored, produced, and co-written by Michael Nesmith. Lyle Swan is a well-known dirt bike motorcycle racer who is in the desert competing in the Baja 1000, a multi-class vehicle cross-country race. Swan has a reputation for being a great rider, but is plagued by technical problems from the high-tech gadgetry he incorporates into his C&J-framed XT500 Yamaha. When Swan accidentally goes far off course, though, he stumbles across a time-travel experiment that utilizes Master Velocity Acceleration to send objects, in this case a simian subject by the name of Esther G, back in time! Needless to say, that hilarity and intrigue ensues over the following 94 minutes of runtime. And today's quote comes to you from Bill Hicks, who says, There are essentially only two drugs that Western civilization tolerates, caffeine from Monday to Friday to energize you enough to make you a productive member of society, and alcohol from Friday to Monday to keep you too stupid to figure out the prison that you're living in. And the word of the day, of course, is thistle. It's an adjective capable of being split or divided in the direction of the grain or along natural planes of cleavage. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Or capable of undergoing fission. Some examples. 
Uranium-235, which is frequently used in making bombs and missiles, is one of the most abundant fizzle materials. And did you know that when scientists first used fizzle back in the 1600s, the notion of splitting the nucleus of an atom would have seemed far-fetched indeed. In those days, people thought that atoms were the smallest particles of matter that existed and therefore could not be split. And you know you gotta learn something today Make your life better The more you know, the more you know You'll make your life better Today I learned, and today I learned that during the 1800s, a baboon was employed by the railroad as a signalman. He never once made a mistake and worked for the railroad until his death. During the latter part of the 1800s, travelers to Cape Town, South Africa, along the Port Elizabeth Main Line Railroad, frequently saw a curious sight as they entered the train station. The signalman operating the levers that set the signals in the control tower was a baboon named Jack. As strange as it may seem, Jack was an employee of the railroad. He belonged to James Jumper Wild, who worked as a signalman until he lost both his legs in an accident. Wide earned the nickname Jumper due to his habit of jumping from one railway car to another and sometimes swinging from rail car to rail car. One afternoon, he attempted to leap to another car and fell underneath the moving train. The massive metal wheels of the train severed both of his legs. Now, Jumper was devastated. Not only had he lost his legs, but he would be of no use to the railroad. Eventually, he made himself two pegged legs he carved from a piece of wood and built himself a small trolley he used to get around. Still, he was limited on how well he could perform his job. One afternoon, he was visiting the marketplace where he saw a baboon leading an ox wagon. He met the owner who demonstrated how smart the primate was. Soon, Jumper was convinced the baboon could serve him well. He pleaded with the owner to let him have the baboon. The owner didn't really want to give up his favorite pet, but he felt sorry for the crippled man. Is this not the craziest story? This was in the 1800s, folks. Today in history A brand new segment on Waking Up with Danny where we explore things and events that had happened on this very date in previous years. 
In 2001, Richard Reed, a passenger on an American Airlines flight from Paris to Miami, tried to ignite explosives in his shoes, but was subdued by flight attendants and fellow passengers. Thank you, Richard Reed, because now we all have to take our shoes off at the airport. It's a real pain in the butt. In 1894, French Army officer Alfred Dreyfus was convicted of treason in a court-martial that triggered worldwide charges of anti-Semitism. Dreyfus was eventually vindicated. In 1910, a fire lasting more than 26 hours broke out at the Chicago Union Stockyards. 21 firefighters were killed in the collapse of a burning building. And in 1977, three dozen people were killed when a 250-foot high grain elevator at the Continental Grain Company plant in West Wago, Louisiana, exploded. And in 1937, the first center tube of the Lincoln Tunnel connecting New York City and New Jersey beneath the Hudson River was opened to traffic. The second tube opened in 1945, the third in 1957. Dan, that does it for this episode of Waking Up with Danny. Join us next Monday for episode three. Please have a safe and joyous holiday season. That's an order. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 